Hi, and welcome to church. I am welcome. Yeah, it's amazing to be able to to be here this morning uh, with my wife, Yvette, um, bringing God's word to you. It's pretty exciting. Bit of a privilege to be able to preach together uh, on Mother's Day. On my one Mother's Day, possibly only Mother's Day, that I could stay home in my pyjamas for my whole life because of the virus that we're (laughs) preaching from church and staying home and watching. I might have been able to have one Mother's Day where I stayed in my pyjamas and this is the one that it gets me to come to church. That's okay. That's how we roll. (laughs) Actually... I don't have a very good record of Mother's Days. Um, This may put some of the guys at ease. One of the very first Mother's Days we ever had, um, I say we, you, I didn't didn't do much at all, was uh, I was running a kids program at the church and I was so focused on what we were doing in the kids program. It was big, we're we're pulling out all the stops, we're going to extra care for this that morning I woke up thinking, I've just got to get to church early and get stuff set up. There's so much on at church. And yeah, morning event, see ya. And, you know, we had, um, do we have Rylan at that stage? It was Yeah, early. Rylan. Yeah, at Rylan. Um, so it was one of Yvette's very first Mother's Day. And that was it. I was gone. I was at church. And I was at church. I think it was Mel Wilson said, um, what did you do for Yvette? <laughs> She's Mel Fulcher. Now yeah. Mel Fulcher. Um, and in that moment I was like, um, are you right to set up a couple of things? And I went and got some flowers and went through drive through Maccas and and tried to cover up saying, yeah, I just went down the street to get your fresh flowers. So uh, I got out of bed, had my shower and I thought, oh, he forgot. And then I went out to the kitchen and found some soggy warm McDonald's and a scribbled note, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yep. But the best one, the best one was – Early in the morning, Rylan's a little bit older and we thought we'd get up and make pancakes. We'd make breakfast in bed for a vet. <laughs> We're living in Sydney and we had a, a two-storey house and in our excitement, we start going down the stairs to make breakfast and Rylan trips and he's about to, to face plant and fall down the stairs. So I dive and grab him and sort of hug him in and roll over onto my back. So I'm holding him against my chest. On my back, just going uh, down the stairs, hit the very bottom of the stairs and realise, I don't know what I've done to my back, but but I can't get up. (laughs) So that Mother's Day, I heated the heat pack up for Tim. I chauffeured him to church because he couldn't drive. I massaged him. I asked him if he wanted a tea or coffee. I did the dishes. That was a great Mother's Day for me. Worked out well for Tim. I reckon all Mother's Day should be a little bit like that. No, not not quite. Um, and my Mother's Day this morning, I get up and I go to the toilet and discover no one's changed the toilet paper. It was empty. Happy Mother's Day to me, which I'm sure there's lots of mothers who appreciate that, that work never finishes and the kids always leave you the best things like an empty toilet roll. <laughs> So, so obviously today is Mother's Day. We're embracing the theme of Mother's Day and talking about mothers, but we're also talking about women of influence, uh, women who have been spiritual mothers to us, you know, myself and others within our church and within Christianity over the years. So it's, it's quite an inclusive thing. We, we also want to, uh, it's been, been spoken about this morning already, but we want to just acknowledge that for some this is the first year where you haven't got your biological mother or somebody who you identify as your mum isn't around. Uh, and that can be really tough. 
And so as all services, all church services, while we are embracing the theme of Mother's Day, church is about pointing people to God. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. And so even for the guys that are watching, you know, I know it's all... They're sending out their smoke signals, Sending out the smoke signals. Great job, Anthony. Um, even, Even guys, the principles that are in today's message relate to you as well, although we are talking the language of, of women of influence and mothers. This is our Mother's Day panel, self-isolating, that yeah, that's right. I'm the only one that can sit this close to him in a panel, so you just get me. Yeah. I did notice that you are starting to try and self-isolate, put a bit more of a barrier on those cold nights. The doona seems to be heading a little bit more that way. Um I've lost my nose now with that. Today we, we do have a scripture, of course. Um, that we're going to be going through. Do you just want to share that that with us? Yeah. Our scripture this morning is Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8 in the NIV. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Yeah, it's a pretty packed uh, verse in there. The 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 see the time in history where Jeremiah is written, of course, is during a time of uh, exile. So God's people are not in the promised land, not where they're supposed to be, because they'd forgotten to follow God, and and so Jeremiah is written at a time of um, a time of slavery, but also with a time of hope. This is what you can do in the midst of hardship. But but the verses just prior to that actually speak of what happens if you don't. Um, and from verse 5 and verse 6, it says, you know, the Lord, this is what the Lord says, Cursed is the one who trusts in men or man, who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. A person that will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes, and they will dwell in the parched place of the desert, in the salt land where no one lives. And in contrast, it's blessed is the person, you know, the people that, that wait in the Lord. Um, I guess with the climate, and, and we're, we're obviously, it's Mother's Day today, so we're using the language of, of mothers and women of influence, but it's also, you know, we are in isolation, we're we are live streaming and and people are at home and Mother's Day looks very different. They're lucky they're in their pajamas. <laughs> they're not here. No. Um, and so in that in that space, um I just wanna also before we dive a little bit deeper, um, that puppy dog that you saw, um, that's our new if you saw it, if you caught the live stream before the pre service, you would have saw a pretty um, awkward dive where I had to chase after the dog. You'll have to go back and watch it if you didn't Rewatch see it. Rewatch it. It was pretty <laughs> bad. And I'd been trying to tiptoe around the whole set trying to catch our dog, Missy. Uh, we've got a new little puppy and a lot of the staff have been saying, oh, we'd love to see um, the dog. And so Andrew is with a sleeping puppy in her arms and I think it's it's gone around most of the, the staff. Uh, so that's why we brought her in, but we couldn't hold her off the set and she – Ran through the pre-service um, and entertainment. Your point was, oh. um, I just saw the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my, that's my deep point. Um, so if you want to see, yeah, we're, we're thinking of bringing her up, but she's asleep, so we won't do that. Um, but diving into something a bit more serious, I, I guess you know the reason that we've brought the puppy in is because 
you know, we thought that we don't have it, we'll never have the opportunity to raise a young pup at home where we're all home for weeks on end because we're in isolation. So while we are embracing Mother's Day, we're also in this space of isolation. So I guess to bring us back on topic, there we go. What is, what is this verse? What, what does that look like today? Like what have you noticed that would well, echo this? I just, I was astounded when, you know, we heard rumours of this virus overseas and, you know, it hadn't really impacted us here in Australia. And then all of a sudden we all ran out of toilet paper. That was my first present I unwrapped this morning, by the way, too, was my son Geordie thought it would be hilarious. He wrapped up a roll of toilet paper for me. So thanks, George. Um, yeah, the, I was, I was just shocked that our society that seems to have it all together all of a sudden had no foundation that within a few days the supermarkets were bare and people were fighting for their own their own selves they they weren't looking out for others that um that Australian you know oh we all help each other that, that had been around for the bushfires that all of a sudden disappeared and and people were fighting for themselves and um yeah just they they had no foundations. They had no deep roots to sort of be calm. Um, when I chatted to other Christian friends, we were all sort of like, who's the people with all the groceries? We don't. We're the ones who are frustrated because we can't put a basic meal together this week because we can't get rice or we can't get something, um, a key ingredient. Um, and yeah, we, we were sort of shocked because our foundations go much deeper than what's in the supermarket or all of a sudden that, you know, we might have to be in lockdown, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you, you were saying that, like, in, in that season, your, your prayer life wasn't quite as, as different for a start. No, I, I guess... Um, I was saying to Tim about this that I realised, oh, I, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is interesting, what, what next week will look like and the week after and, and ready to, to follow it and see where God was going to take this. But I, I wasn't actually praying because I sort of think, oh, well, God's got this and that's my foundation that whatever happens, he's in control. And I, yeah, sort of caught myself and thought, oh, I probably should stop and be praying. Maybe I'm not affected, but there are others who I should be praying for, um, those around us that, yeah, don't have the foundation for Australia, that this is a great chance for people to see that they, they have no foundation and when something happens, they're stripped bare and they are all in panic where as Christians we can have strong faith in God that our roots, um, are down by the stream and we are secure. So just praying for, yeah, opportunity for that to be used, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the things that, that I really um, am privileged to see of it, the, the way that she is just so anchored in Scripture. Every every morning she's up uh, reading God's Word and um, sometimes reading some other books around what God is doing and, and in prayer and she's always giving of herself to help others and, and it was Quite a, it was a privilege to see that she, she wasn't shaken in that season because of her foundation. Um, yeah, there's, there's, we've all got 
failures and Laduna's probably one thing in her life that she can work on, you know, sharing that a bit oh, more. Oh, <laughs> you know the book of Dr. Zeus that says, oh, the places you'll go? This is live, so I was thinking, oh, the stories I'll tell because <laughs> yeah. somebody is always telling interesting stories from here and the kids and I are sitting, well, lately on the couch or in the pews often think, oh, he's telling that one or he exaggerates them. So now's my <laughs> chance to, oh, the stories I could tell, but I better stick to what we've <laughs> practiced i'm so tempted though <laughs> the the stop picking on the doona the um it, I, I guess the thing is that that we're all on a journey and some people are, are further in their faith journey uh their foundation you know they may have different foundational parts in their faith but but if there was uh, i guess um you know people who you know, fearing or people have faith. Like, how do you how do you get those roots? How how do you start to to be intentional in how do you you conquer that fear? Yeah, um, I guess I said as Christians, we are all we're already all planted by the stream, but it's up to us of where we send out our roots. That it says. Um, in the verse, they are planted by there, but we send out the roots. So it's up to us as Christians to choose where we send them. Do we send them towards the stream, towards God? Are we intentionally um, making an effort to spend time with him, to be around Christians, to be in Bible studies? Um, or, or are we putting other things as our top priority? Um, I also see it like um, a stream where, you know, you think, oh, that's nice. And we just, some people just choose to dip their toes in the stream. They don't dive in. They just paddle. They might be the people who occasionally, um, go to church or say they're a Christian, but that's about it. Whereas there are those people who dive right in and embrace the full Christianity that are right in the water that have their strong roots and foundations. And they, um, yeah, they are the ones who are reading their Bible regularly, praying and um, keeping each other accountable and, yeah, pursuing God, that their roots are going in the right direction. I'm trying not to do too many hand movements because the kids and I are usually commenting on how many Tim does. Well, they'll be laughing from home now. Um, so I'm trying to hang on because otherwise I'll be the one who gets in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this last night and um... – and the the analogy popped into my head of uh, when when you go to the swimming pool, you know, there's sort of two ways to get in. There's there's the the slow entry, or there's the just jump in, you know. And there's the the person that jumped in first that says, "Oh, it's fine once you get in." And you, I want to trust that, but but I've got to do the action, and I do that. And and I remember the story years ago, and um, when I was old enough to use the diving board at the local swimming pool. And there was a bit of a queue behind me and you get up there and you realise, actually, this is really high. And I, I I wimped out and I didn't want to do it, but I couldn't go back because there was a queue. And so I started to lower myself down off the diving board, sort of hanging on to the diving board upside down on the bottom of it. Um, <laughs> sounded a little bit like this. Back Mr. to the point. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing was, the, you know, you, I let go of my feet and my feet touched the water, but then I was still hanging on. I was doing my bit to grip on to what I could control rather than letting go. And and once you're in the water, it is fine. You, you do get used to it. It's actually great because it supports your weight. You can do all the things you do when it's hot, you know, in, in swimming pools and it's good fun. And and faith can be a bit like that too. It's that you, know, you, you put your toes in the water and you wait there for a while and they get used to it. 
But the next step is painful because the rest of your leg hasn't adapted and, and gotten used to it. And There's a choice. You have to make a choice and a sacrifice of, I guess, yeah, yeah of where yeah. you're going. Yeah, and, yeah for sure. Um, the other one I was thinking of was it's a bit like the parable of the sower that we are all – we're all the seed, we're all the good seed um, – and we get scattered in different places, but then it is up to us that we again get to choose where we put our foundations, where we put our roots. Are we going to intentionally um, work the soil that we're in or are we going to just sit and let it, um, you know, go hard or, you know, just sit in the rocky place and look at the problems that are around us and not actually do anything about them? Yeah, and, and the cool part about that parable uh, is that, that you know, the, the seed is good. We know the seed's good. We know the seed is the word of God. We know the seed is gospel. But the the soil is the the heart. But there's a condition in the heart that can be changed. And so, you know, if you're if you're on rocky soil, we can dig up the rocks and make the soil good. If if you're in the the soil where there's thorns and the things of this world, which may be where some of us are sitting today, we can pull out the the weeds. That just takes work. And and that's intentional. It could be painful, like jumping in the cold water. Um, it, there's pain in that journey, but it's it's so worth it um, to be able to go deeper in the things of God. It's got such scribbled notes. I do have such scribbled notes. We've gone over <laughs> been this chopping and many, changing, many times. and that's a problem when you work together. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so so with that idea of uh, reworking the ground. Um, if you were to change, like start to work, you know, and this is this is, I guess, what discipleship is actually about, and your your formation journey being formed in Jesus's image and being renewed. How, how do you go about that? How do you go about starting to work that place in your heart? Um, I've said it already, but it's just being intentional um, to stop and reflect on where you are and. Seek God and see see where are the where are the areas that I have rocky ground or that I have weeds that I need to um, yeah chop. Same as I guess the grapevine that you know parts of it were chopped off. That we might have roots that are heading towards social media too often or to lazing on the couch or sleeping in rather than getting up and reading our Bible. Or um, yeah, I've got I've got sport on Sundays. And other just the priorities, I suppose, that we want to change. Um, strong foundations take time; that they are built um, sturdy, and it takes a routine. That it doesn't just, you know, we don't just wake up the next day and have that. Um, it's a bit like the uh, parable of the man who built his house on the rock. That that took time, and he, you know, he chose the hard work versus the person who built it in the sand. But you know, when the hard times came it disappeared really quickly. Um, yeah, we need to be seeking God first and um, just, yeah, working our soil constantly, you know, reassessing who we are and where we are and where we want to be and where God wants us to be, to be continually asking him, you know, where, where else can I work on myself, I suppose? Yeah. Um, one of the things that, you know, a, a lot of the passages in Scripture you know, talk about is there'll be a there'll be a a foundation that's laid or, or a work that's done, but then there's an action that follows. And and in this verse, it it speaks about having 
year round. It doesn't matter if it's a good year or a bad year. And and by you know most accounts, people are saying this year, you know, bushfires started virus, again, turn it on and off again. Yeah, yeah reset. Um, the you know isn't, isn't a great year as far as other years go. But you know, scripture says says every year round because of where your foundations are, you bear fruit. So what would you know fruit be? What would that look like? Um, the fruit is being able to be able to help other people. So if you are planted by the stream and your roots are intentionally going towards the stream, it means that you will, you will be full. You're ready to help others. Um, you're, when things like the drought, like it says, when drought comes or when COVID-19 comes, you're ready to help others. You're not fearful, um, it might be that just the simple thing of going to the supermarket and being ready to smile at somebody. A few times I've felt like I've got leprosy because you sort of, you know, everybody's walking around so fearful just to be able to stop and smile or say hello from a distance. Um, you might make somebody's day. Like um, Elisa said that she got a hot chocolate this week. Just a simple action and that's the big thing is is being filled enough yourself that you can give so and that's what I think the verse says that we are we are making sure we're filled so that when we're needing to be fruit and we're not fruit all the time because fruit happens in certain seasons um yeah when that when that time comes and that might be in this season uh that we're all experiencing that even though we have to stay home, there are plenty of things we could do from home. We can we can call people, we can email, send a card like the old-fashioned way. Um, we can, yeah, drop off a hot chocolate and call somebody. We um, Just showing love and being ready for action, being the salt and the light of the world that we've been asked to be, especially in times like this when people are, when their foundations are rocky and they're looking for something, um, we need to be the Christians who are ready to say, here I am, I'm ready to go, what can I do, how can I help you? Yeah. Um, as we've mentioned at the start of um, today, this message, this is around women of influence and helping inspire you know men and women to be more like Christ but but I just wonder you know as it's mother's day would you, could you share with us maybe some women of influence who have uh, helped you in your spiritual journey but also what are the character attributes what's the fruit what what are the things that they did um because we've all got flaws and failures you know have anyone is you know otherwise we'd be <laughs> Jesus um but yeah what who they are and what was it in them yeah, Tim asked me this and I thought, oh my goodness, where do I start a women of influence? I have been blessed to be surrounded by so many women of all ages, um, of people that have been older than me. Um, I can think of a few from Sydney, Lynn Prees and Wendy Collishaw, um, Jenny Gaynor, Pauline Wongzo. They were four beautiful women who just were there at different times. They would challenge me, um, sit with me, chat, um, provide meals. They were some of them were grandparents or aunties and uh, aunties and uncles, I say, but their partners might have been uncles to our children because we were away from family. Just people that invested in our lives. Um, of many beautiful friends here too, Kate Goodson, um, Cara Robinson, um, Pam Jones. There's so many that have that challenge me and just the way that they do life as a mum, that they um, 
try to invest into their children's spiritual conversations, the way that they are always sacrificing their time, you know, to be with others, to, to do things for others, or just even um, running Bible studies and, um, yeah, getting up in the morning to do devotions, things like that, that they, they're intentional with the, their life and they're not just, I'm a mum and I'm, you know, doing stuff. They're investing in people outside of their family and, and also their, their kids. Um, yeah, they, they keep me accountable, challenge me. And I guess they're the ones saying, Yvette, what about that route there that's, you know, going off there? And yeah, they're people that are willing to step into your life, into your little circle and say, Hey, I'm going to keep you on track. So yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so we've got three, three takeaways, I guess, through the message, um, that we just want to, I guess, challenge, uh, people with the first one we talked about, you've got to know where you are, um, sort of about, you know, reflecting. So do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Just, um, ask, simply asking God, stopping and asking him where, where am I? Where do I want to go? What, what are my foundations? Are my foundations true and are they in you? And do I have roots that are perhaps not by the stream or can I actually be closer and invested more in you? And how, how might I do that, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So once you've reflected on where you are, there's, you don't stop because otherwise, mm. once again, it would be Jesus. Like we're on that journey always. So once you reflect and we've identified that area, um, we've got to redirect where the, the roots are going and where we're getting our foundation from. So do you want to expand a little bit on, on that? Yeah, just redirect yourself. What is it that you need? Do you need to um, challenge yourself to pray a little bit more? And it might be not getting up and I'm going to do a 24-hour prayer fast. It might be just I'm going to try and find a time each day where I'm going to spend that time with God. Um, is it that I need to change the music I listen to in my car? Um, do I need to be in a small group? And you might say, oh, I can't do that right now because of our isolation. We have small groups online. Do you need to just simply call the church and say, hey, actually, I realize because of, you know, we're all of a sudden not a church, I don't have the accountability. I need somebody to keep me accountable. Um, you know, I feel like we're in a bit of a groundhog day and, and we all have more time than ever to spend with God, but I'm at, I know myself, I've thought, oh, I'm actually not. I've just, you know, days just are starting to roll on and on and I have to stop and redirect myself and, and keep myself in check too, I guess. Yeah, so, so we've, we've reflected, we've redirected, but there's also, you know, the fruit and that's being ready. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about being ready? Yeah, just being in action. Jesus called us to be in action, not just to be his followers who looked at what he did and thought, oh, that's good. Um, he was always the person who was looking and seeking people of how he could help them. So I think that's our ready, that we are we are full and we're, we're not thirsty in this drought, that we are ready to help other people. Where, where can you this week help someone? Um, uh, when Elisa said today about um, helping, uh, about getting a hot chocolate, um, I was also thinking of a story I was told of someone who asked their son, who's only little, said, who can we bless today with a coffee? Um, who are the names that pop into your head? And he thought of two of his aunties. And so they went and got a hot, cho a hot chocolate was one and a coffee for the other and dropped them off and was just that simple blessing. So who can you be investing in, but how can you also be showing your 
family that like you know this little boy is already learning what it means to be Jesus in action and I just think that's awesome that we can act in love um yeah walk walk in love for Jesus absolutely yeah reflect redirect so that we're ready to be Jesus in this current season that's pretty pretty incredible and I got to say we are so blessed at York Street to have such incredible women of God who do this on a daily basis that that we see in action we see who are you know raising children to do the hot chocolate but but also um so empowering that they they're continually blessing others they they're the ones that are leading the way with um making phone calls and sending out letters and and showing the initiative because of where their foundation is in Christ. Well, even um, just in the past weeks when Tim's dad had an accident mm. and broke his back, we we were blessed. I was joking with his dad actually last week. I said, thanks, John. We actually got a lasagna and an apple crumble because you hurt your back. There are people in our church who love us and knew that we were – in this interesting time of, um, you know, waiting for how his surgery went and, and that they were Jesus in action and they were blessing our family and, you know, we can just do simple things like that. So, Yeah. So uh, thank you for joining us, you know, for this. We're going to finish in prayer. But I just want to just encourage us to make sure that, that we are ready to bear fruit. But if you're not, that's okay because you've got to re- reflect and redirect and that's a part of the journey and maybe there are some areas that you can work on this week but um but knowing that you you plugged into the source and you don't do this alone but let's um let's pray heavenly father we thank you so much for these incredible women of influence within our church lord we celebrate them today not because we celebrate people but we celebrate you and we celebrate the way that they live lives that direct us to you for the influence they've had on us the, the way that they have raised us as spiritual women of influence, those that have played a motherly, motherly role within our lives, either biologically or spiritually, for those who have shown us what it is to continually be on a journey to being reformed in your image by reflecting on themselves, but getting excited and sharing the journey of redirecting where their foundations are. And, and as they, they learn more about Scripture and learn more about you, they share that with others because they're ready from their overflow to bless those around them. We thank you that on Mother's Day we get to celebrate these women. Lord, we also thank you on Mother's Day we once again get to worship you. We thank you for these things. And may we continue to be made in your image as we go from this time. In Jesus' name, amen.